check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thursday, August 20th, Loretta Lynn's MX2. Coming up here. Thank you for listening, 702-586-7857. you got a question, you want to talk about the first round of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships, we can do that. We can talk about the second round that's coming up this weekend and whatever else. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show brought to you by Athena, Pro Taper, 100%. The folks at Maxis and your calls. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, they've redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring the Rion technology, the Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new way, a new approach, I should say, to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing over 1,290 grams, uh, Fly Racing believes the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultimate lightweight design. Formula Helmets changed the game, folks. I can vouch for that. I have one. I love it. And speaking of that, they have a new Formula CC that they introduced this year. Uh, just a little bit different shell than the Formula Top of the Line one. And uh, we are going to give one away today on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, so thanks to those guys as well for coming on board. Athena, of course. Athena guys are great. They are the point of reference in the market for the production of complete gasket kits for dirt bikes, ATVs, Harleys. Uh, their offering includes high-end performance cylinder kits, pistons, fork seals, connecting rods, engine valves, so on and so forth. They are designed a lot of things in-house, and the product range includes standard bore and big bores to improve performance. Uh, thank you to those guys as well. If you want a discount from the folks at Athena or anything from Get, please simply email us using the contact form on pulpmex.com, and we will get that to you. So uh, appreciate those guys coming on board. Max's Tires. Jeremy Smith using Max's Tires this past weekend. Top privateer ride for J. Smith, 309. Uh, so Maxis.com, please check them out. He didn't use the MXSTs. He used the Scoop. So they can have tires that work in all conditions, those guys over there at Maxis.com. UTVs, mountain bike tires, and more. Thank you to those guys for making it happen at Maxis.com. Also, 100%, the clear global leader in off-road goggles. They make a lot more than that these days. Mountain bike gear, helmets, protection, sport performance sunglasses, technical fleece and jackets, premium T-shirts. 100% has something for everyone on and off the track. See the entire line, 100percent.com. Use code MOTO60-25 at checkout to save 25% on all casual apparel and accessories. That's the best part of this deal. MOTO60-25 at checkout. Save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. And Pro Taper as well. Rockstar Husky. Geico Honda. Using Pro Taper products. Uh, you know their name. Uh, they got the 7-8th bar. They got the 1-1-8th bar. They've got uh, the crossbarless bar. They've got the uh, uh, Evo bar. A lot of things going on with Pro Taper. Jason Thomas and Charles Caslew coming on the show today. And your calls. Got a few lines open. 
702-586-7857. Taking your calls, holding things down over there. Still angry about our phone situation that was hopefully supposed to be fixed by today's show. V, Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? If I wasn't the consummate professional, I would have walked out a long time ago. Yeah, that's exactly what I think yes. of when I think of you. Consummate professional. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh, uh, tits, uh, welcome to the show. Any shockers from the outdoor first round of outdoors for you? Um, I guess I th- expected Webb to be better, but I guess now yeah. you know why. Yeah, now uh, we know why, yeah. It's interesting that I guess it... Did he crash or something like that? That flared up the back problem? Yes, flared it up. Uh, That's what the issue was. Okay. Red Bull KTM's Cooper Webb out for the outdoors announced this week. He had a crash a re-injured, a crash that re-injured his back from earlier in uh, Supercross, of course. Remember, the, uh, it was Atlanta, I think. And uh, so now he will be out for the outdoors. So that's a big blow to that team. They're going to just have Marvin Muskan going forward. And, of course, Marvin is coming off ACL, PCL, MCL, all the stuff in his knee. Uh, for the last uh, uh, year, he hasn't raced. So the tough times for the Red Bull KTM guys. But, hey, you know what? We'll see what happens going forward. Uh, let's get JT on the line if we can there, Tits, and uh, we will get into some uh, breakdown of Loretta Lens 1 and look ahead to Loretta Lens 2. I know I'm very fascinated to see JT's weather report. It's going to be coming up very shortly here. Uh, let's go to Josh first on 4. Josh, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. What's happening? Hey, uh, so... I know Tomac, uh, you know, you can't really count him out. Uh, he had kind of off Moto 1, uh, Moto 2 came back. But I would think we all agree with the next couple of years he'd probably be done. And they're looking at AC uh, taking the top spot. And I think we can all see that Sexton is taking the top spot. With Ferrandis signing the deal uh, to Yamaha, what do you think about uh, the top the top guys for the next few years with uh, KTM and uh, yeah, well, I think Webb will still be there, right? I think Adam will be there. We've got to let you go, Josh. Your phone sucks. Uh, I think Adam will be there. I think uh, uh, Dylan Ferrandez will be a factor. Dylan's older than you think, though. Uh, I think AC will be the guy. I think Eli's got another couple years in him. Uh, but certainly uh, we're going to see a little bit of changing of the guard. I think Anderson's going to stick around a little bit. Zacho is 30 now. So Zacho might not have too many more years left in him. Um, so, yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to uh, the race this past weekend. Fly Racing, uh, speaking of the Formula and the Formula CC, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. I think Zach's planning to race forever. Yeah, really, right? Well, yeah. he, he'll just go from Supercross and Motocross to off-road to rally. Right. And just yeah, keep going. Just keep it going. Right. He's on the Chad Reed plan. Yeah, exactly, right? It is interesting, though. We are going to see a bit of a changing the guard here. And, and Kenny... Kenny's in the middle a little bit, but Eli will be gone uh, coming in, you know, a year, couple years. Eli will be out, I think. Uh, Kenny's in the middle. Coop's still young. Ferrandos will be there. Adam will be there. Sexton will be there. We're going to see a little bit of a switching here. Yeah, you wonder who will depart. Um, I don't personally believe that Kenny's going to stick around for a really long time. That's my belief. Uh, We'll see, I guess. I, I just... I could see him being like, you know what? I've made a lot of money. I have a kid. I am battling my health. And I don't mean like in the next year. I mean in the next two to three years. I could see him yeah, he, uh, stepping he, out. Well, he signed a three-year deal. He re-upped with Honda for three more years. Which is two more, right? I don't know. I don't know if that started this year or next year. I think it would start next year. I think it's because this is the last year of his other deal, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I just I can, I can just see him not running this thing into being 30 and still out there. That's right, all I'm, right, I'm getting right. at. Yeah. I think, yeah, Marv, Marv will be gone fairly soon, I believe. I don't think he's going to stick around. I mean, you think about he was 
racing professionally in America. Like he, he was young, but like 2005, he'd come over. You know, like, he's been around a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I agree with you. It's going to be we're, we're we're getting to see those guys in the early days of it, and, and Sexton's probably the the latest to join them. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see some turnover. I mean, Dylan is what 25 ish. I believe. I would say 25, 26, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's older than you think because he raced, obviously, in G- GPs for a while. So, um, you know, um, he aged out. Yeah, it would be about 25, 26 because he aged out of the class. So and that's 22, right? MX2? It's 22? Uh, 23. 23 and under. And he's been here for three years? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So that might be that might work out, yeah. Um, uh, coming up, too, also Charles Caslu from 100%. So Webb is out, JT. He crashed, re-injured his back. Uh, bulging discs in the back, going to take the outdoors off. Uh, big bummer for Red Bull KTM. I mean, Marv Marv was probably better than I thought he would be. You were higher on Marv than I was going in. He's been off for so long, uh, but still a blow to that team. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, you know, Cooper Webb is your defending, well, not anymore, but he was your 2019 Supercross champ, and that, that carries a lot, of, a lot of weight for that team, and I think many, including myself, had high hopes because – Last year, the whole summer talk was, well, he's coming off the Supercross thing, but, you know, we don't really expect a lot from outdoors because he was he had so much emphasis on Supercross. I kind of felt the opposite this year where, you know, Supercross didn't go the way he exactly wanted, and that was going to piss him off, and he would come into this outdoor series hot and heavy and ready to win some races. Now, we didn't know we had the back problem, so that was uh, – you know, a flaw in my plan here, but uh, I really did think he was going to have a really successful summer, and that's kind of all for not now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, like, you know, we might see more of this. These outdoors are crammed in there, right? We're doing eight races in uh, or nine races in nine weeks. They're kind of crammed in there. Supercross is more important. Let's face it, for everybody. If we see guys with nagging stuff, they might just pull the pull the pin. We might see more of this because teams will just be like, "Hey, we're we're out." Yeah, I think it'll take something significant, though. You know, I don't think guys are just going to bail just to bail um, because, again, they're not going to race again until probably January. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be really any different than normal. Um, Let's hope not, anyway. I think we have a really strong lineup in both classes, and I don't want to see it get any weaker. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm with you, right? Um, So, okay, Loretta Lynn's two this coming up. I don't know what they're going to do to the track. I haven't talked to anybody if they're going to change it much, but they won't change it much, if at all. So, obviously, the fast guys are the fast guys. But do you think we see more of the same results this weekend? Same type of guys, same thing. I'm not saying Osborne's going to win, but Osborne will be fast. You know, that kind of stuff. Do, you, do, we, do we see just a run it back, same type of race, same, same uh, issues? You know, I don't know, because I think we're going to get some rain. Um, it's... It, the chances of rain have steadily increased and, and subtly, you know, it's only up to 60% now, but you know, it's not going to be super hot. The high is only in the 82 to 83 range. So I don't think it's going to be brutal on these guys as far as temperature goes, Mm -hmm. but I do think we're going to see some, some tough weather in the afternoon. And the real question when it comes to rain at Loretta's is does it rain for 10 minutes or does it rain for an hour? And if you get that heavy downpour, the track will be completely done. I mean, they'll still race, but it will be yeah. destroyed. Just it will be soupy. Yeah, yeah, just full mud. You know, and, and in a normal Loretta's year, they would cancel motos for several hours 
and work on the track and then get going again, and they would make up that time over the course of the next few days. We can't do that at Oaksalker Motocross. You're live on television. You have, you know, timetables that you need to stick to. So it's going to be a challenge. Um, let's hope for dry weather, but if anybody who has been to a Redison at any point in the last, you know, 40 years of racing there, you know how the weather can be in August. And that, that's what I'm scared of is when they're calling for 60%, Clearly, they expect some uh, some humid air and some rain in the afternoon. So you're saying no? Chances are more mudder. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think we're gonna see mud at some point during the day, which could change the results significantly. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll be interesting because that place. Yeah, that's that's nasty mud. There. It is that, not that, good. It is. It, is, it's it not, really is not. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Uh, but no matter what, I think Ferrandis, mud, dry, whatever. Dylan Ferrandis is my pick to win again. Yeah, I mean, the only real way you could plan out him not winning is, of course, a mechanical. But if it is muddy, you know, crazy muddy, as we said it could be, and then he gets a really bad start and just gets caught up in the quagmire, you know, that, that it could be. The guy's crashing into him and just not being able to, to get around guys. You know, and you, you see a guy like Justin Cooper or McElrath or somebody get out to a clean start and they just stay clean the whole time you could see him not winning it. But if it's dry and if he's anywhere near the front on the start, I absolutely see Ferrandez. I don't know about a 1-1, but definitely winning the overall again. You think R.J. Hampshire is for real? Like, uh, this this weekend was a really big surprise, coming off the ACL and all of that. And, look, he's never been that great outdoors anyways. He obviously won one national, and it was a great ride. But generally speaking, R.J.'s podiums, I think you can add up with three fingers in his outdoor mm-hmm. career, including his win. Uh, he was clearly the second best guy or third best guy. Maybe maybe him and J-Mart, you know, you could make a case for. But, like, is this – because he's just going to get stronger. He's just going to get better. Uh, is this a new RJ for outdoors? I think so. But you have to you have to look at the changes he's made over the past year, right? He, he's on a completely different bike. He's on a completely different program. He's been training with Muscan and Webb and Osborne and all these guys. So to try to draw a parallel between what we've seen from him in the past and to what we see now, I don't really think it's fair because it's not indicative of all the changes that he's gone through. You know, he's lost a ton of weight, and he just changes approach entirely. So it's early to say that we're going to see him running second every single weekend, but I do think this is a, a better R.J. Hampshire than we've seen previously in the summer. and. We were already seeing that in Supercross, right? He, he was up front. He was battling. He was putting in really good lap times, albeit with some mistakes. But he looked better than ever in Supercross. So why wouldn't he look better than ever outdoors as well? Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if he can start getting more into the mix. More, you know. Yeah, it definitely would be would be great for that team and and for RJ too. And and it's a surprising man. So Stu came back in oh nine or whatever for the outdoors. Six months ACL, five and a half, I think it was at Glen Helen. Uh, and everyone was pretty amazed, and this is even shorter for 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 RJ. You know, we yeah, were, we were freaking out about our, Stu. Yeah, it wasn't too too much different. You know, so Stu got his fixed right after a two the week uh, the week right after a two, I believe on Monday after a two. So you figure mid January that was, and then he raced Glen Helen. You know, May right at five May May fifteenth or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so right at five months. And I think RJ's been around that time. He got his done the last week of March. Um, so you figure all of April, May, June, July, and now we're in August. So four and a half months. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is a little bit you know earlier, but you, you would think that in the last 
12 years that modern medicine has improved to and therapy, yeah. you know, procedures have improved over 12 years too. Dude, I remember an ACL was a year for like baseball players, basketball guys, you know what I mean? Like, like mainstream sports and ACL was a year. It was crazy. Well, yep. and, and I think for a lot of those sports, it still is, you know, you look at the way we can protect an ACL, you know, with braces and you have boots on and you you're trying to not put it down versus like a basketball player or a, a football player, they're constantly planning their foot and putting all that weight and torque. It's a, it's a little bit of a different comparison, in my opinion. A basketball or football player, they really can't protect their knee at all if they're going to go participate. Racing, you know, I only speak from experience because in 2004 and in 2011, I raced the whole Supercross season with a torn ACL. And I know how you can kind of skirt around it and you can protect it. And while you're not 100%, you can get the job done close enough. Um, so I think really at this point, he's obviously been cleared medically to come back. It was really just how fast could he prepare and get back up to speed and get in shape. And I think that's the most incredible part of it is not so much the medical side, but I think the competitiveness is what I've been most impressed with because that was my biggest challenge was not really my knee being strong enough, but me getting back up to speed and getting fit and getting fast enough after such a long break to go to jump right into a series. And, be, and he was second. I mean, that, that's, that speaks for itself. All right, let's get us some phone calls here. Fly race and moto 60 show presented by Athena pro tape, hundred percent and Maxis tires. Uh, we've got a lot of calls actually there. All the lines are full. So let's go to Jeremy on three. Jeremy, you know about this stew helmet. Well, I think we figured I... it out. What did you figure out? It's practice San Diego 2014. Correct. Motocross Action posted an article February 2014th about an auction for, uh, they auctioned off the special edition jersey Stu was wearing during practice, and they have the, a picture of it. I sent it to you on Instagram, and I'm 99.9% yeah. sure that's the same helmet he has on. Yeah, yeah. No, we figure San Diego San Diego 2014 he wore it in practice, but for the night show he had a darker blue helmet with a different helmet for night show. It had Stuart yep. on the back and everything. So, thanks, man. That's what I yep, – yep, later. And that was where JT was saying that he was – JT, you were upset with me for um, complaining that it wasn't a race-winning helmet. Well – I'm always upset with you. It's just shades of upset. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, that's an incredible souvenir to have, regardless of when he wore it. He, he could not have worn it at all. But if it was in his possession and built for him, I think something to uh, to treasure. And you know my relationship with James Stewart has been tenuous at best over the years, but that's a that's a pretty cool collector's item no matter what. All right. Nick has a fantasy question. Nick, what's up? Pulp MX fantasy question. Let's do this. Steve, I got to know. Is JT going to be motoring down some practice laps or is it for his, before his fancy picks, or is that just Loretta Lynn's 2003? Yeah, I think that was just Loretta's. He he got in there and, you know, just cheated and broke the system, I believe. So, so uh, yeah. He, he, yeah, he's not going to be punting any old guy, any seniors off the track. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I know, it's ridiculous. So, you guys I'm going to sign the petition. All right. What's that? You have, you have a fantasy question or that's it? No, that's it. I want okay. to find a position if you get it. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. JT. Hey, the, it was fun, though. Honestly, it was uh, really, sure really it was. Yeah. nostalgic yeah. to get yeah. out there and moto down. Right. Well, show up this weekend. See if you can get back on the track this weekend. Uh, Derek, you got a question about the Formula Helmet. Yeah. If Fly has any plans to make any more, like, rider model uh, helmets, like the Weston Pike or the Trey Kennard or Andrew Short helmets they used to do. Replica helmets, JT, for formulas? Or is that something... You guys have thought right about? now, no. Uh, we we discontinued that program. It was I don't really know all the details, but it came down from our owner. He just was 
just didn't want to do it anymore. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think we kind of found a happy medium with our athletes that had those to make sure that they didn't feel the brunt of that decision because they get they got royalties off of that. Um, but, yeah, we, we I don't see anything in the, the near term that we're going to go back to that. All right, there you go, Derek. Thank you. We are giving away a Fly Racing Formula CC helmet on the show. Um, it's a pretty big deal, Ted. How do you want to do this? I know the phones aren't working. You're upset about the phones. How do you want to do it, Tits? You you make the call here. Can I think about it and get back to you in 20 seconds? Sure. Yes, thank okay. you. Okay, all right. Be, keep, keep being weird, Tits. Thank you. All right. Levi, what's going on? So, what's up? I was just going to ask um, if you or Justin Thomas uh, ever saw yourselves go into the ranch and actually racing like, like what Kiefer is doing. Uh, no. JT, you have talked about it. You have talked about going back to the ranch. I've considered it in the past, and it's not so much about racing there because that I, I really like the, that aspect and the thought of it. But for me to do it, you're talking about I need to go buy at minimum two bikes, you know, and I need to go pick those up in the winter, sometime you know November, December, January, and start getting them ready. And then really once it gets warm enough to ride here, probably March, I have to really commit to it and ride all the time and train for it and and spend, you know, 10 or 20 grand on top of the bikes for travel and, and preparation and a practice bike mechanic because I, I honestly don't have time or the skill set to be my own mechanic. It's just such a huge undertaking. So, you know, the, the simple answer to your question, have I really thought about it? Yes. But every time I really dig into it and what it's going to take to do it, I just back away slowly. Like that uh, that meme of Homer Simpson backing into the weeds, that, that's kind of me every time I really get deep into it. Yeah, I'm the same way, Levi. I can't I can't devote the time and energy for that. It's 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 ridiculous money also. So, no, I, I'm if, good. Uh, yep. If JT ever actually decides to do it, could we see you be his mechanic for the week? No, I am not going there for the week to work. No way. I mean, not. I'm not going there for anybody for a week. That, that I would drop into Loretta's for a day or two. I, I might do that real soon because that that seems something, something I could do. But I am not going there for a week. No way. So thanks, Levi. I got you. Yeah. Thank you. See you. All right, we we are going to give away a Formula CC to live listeners only, but it's an email contest. This has come down from the uh, the boss tits there. Uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com, contest at pulpamexshow.com, but only for the next 38 minutes. We're only doing live listeners only, 38 minutes. Get your entry in. It'll be random draw from there. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. That's the... Does that sound good? That sounds fine. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to get a shit ton of emails after the show ends. Yeah, that's your problem. I know, but it's yep. just like I don't understand these people. It's 38 minutes from now. That's it. <laughs> that's it. If you're listening to this at 4, four in the afternoon tomorrow... Don't email. Why would you email? Right. Okay. Yes. Right. I still. That doesn't matter. What I just said won't even matter to people. So, okay. <laughs> All right. More calls for JT here. Uh, Snow. Snow, what's up? You got a question for JT? Yeah. Well, I had a question silly season-wise. Um, in regards to Barsha, uh, uh, you mentioned, I think, on the Pulp Show on Monday that maybe MCR or the Penrite, but what do you think – I don't know Barsha's temperament, but do you think that MCR would fit well for him? Yeah, it's certainly a question to ask, right? But um, look, they have they have had good results with Brayton and Mookie, and I think if you're if you're uh, if you're Brayton if you're Barsha, you got to realize like you know these guys have gotten results. They've won Supercross, right? Uh, I got to let you go, Snow. Too much noise. 
these these phones. You guys got to back it down with the background noise. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, JT. We kind of heard something new yesterday that uh, Barsha and Gas Gas are looking promising. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, but on the on the NCR, is it possible or would it work? I think that that team has learned quite a bit in the last, you know, three, four years, having Justin Brayton there, having Mookie there. I think they've learned what it takes to provide equipment for a guy at that level. So if you'd asked me this in 2016, I would have probably said, no way, they're not ready. But I think they are ready. I think they, you know, want to trust them with equipment, and I think they know the level of commitment it takes for a guy like Justin Barsha to succeed. So, you know, I, I do think he will end up at Gas Gas. That's my prediction with, as we know, an educated prediction. But uh, I think that it would be fine if he went there. I think they would be ready for it. Yeah, the Gas Gas thing intrigues me because he's, he's given up his gear money. He's given up the relationship he has with A-Stars, which we know goes yeah. way back. And, and you know, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a big deal. Barsha loves those guys. They love him, yep. I think. So, so, but yep, um, Very much so. But getting on a, getting on a Red Bull KTM bike – uh, Which pretty- has kind of been his goal for several years now, it seems. Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? So, um, also, by the way, I saw Mitch, our buddy Mitchie there at Racer X, tweeted out a thing about Husqvarna's first big bike outdoor win. Mm-hmm. You know, since like Jimmy Weinert or or Lackey. Yeah, you were excited about that, weren't you? It's just you know, I. Uh, Okay, so gas, gas too. We're gonna get we're gonna get all that for gas, gas, right? That's coming. Just get ready. Well, I think it's two different. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you're. I don't think they have any wins. No, you're talking about trials. No, no, but that's, but that's what I mean. We're gonna see first first win for gas, gas. You know, we're gonna see all that shit. Yeah, but what do you want them to do? I mean, do you not want them to promote things? You know, I get uh, it. Uh, I understand. Yeah. I understand the eye roll. I really do. But at the same time, if you are them. What do you want them to do? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. This is what PR groups do. It's literally what they do. Uh, Todd, you got an outdoor Pulpamex fantasy strategy question. What's up, Todd? Steve, how are you? Good. Thanks for calling in. Good. Good. Hey, first of all, I'd like to. I'm looking for some advice here on Supercross versus outdoor strategy, and the reason I'm asking is. I've always I've done last two years played Supercross and done pretty well, but never done the outdoors. And now I know why because my results last Saturday made a good day of racing a waste of a Saturday. <laughs> it was pathetic. <laughs> so my point is is you would think the outdoors would be easier in theory because you know who's all going to be on the gate. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, we're probably not talking. I don't want to share numbers of results, but um, that's up to you guys. But I'm just looking for some help because it was terrible. Well, it's brutally tough for outdoors because of the DNF factor. That's always going to be what makes or breaks your day. And it's just Mm -hmm. pure luck. There is no other factor that can can contribute to your score more than luck. You can have everything right. You can find a guy that really excels at a track. You, You can know lots about him. Benny Bloss, for example, but if his, he has ECU problems and his bike won't run and he DNF, your day's screwed. Like that's just how it goes. And it it doesn't matter how much information you have. Sometimes if things don't go your way for whatever reason, you're going to have a bad day. So, so do you guys want to share how we did last Saturday or no? Want to wait for a different show? Yeah. I I was uh, three fifty six. JT was like three thirty something. Yeah. Three thirty seven. Three thirty seven. Yeah. Three thirty eight. Painful. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, you know what? No, honestly, though, uh, Todd, 
I think that was right around the average score. It, like was it, it? it wasn't terrible. Like if you look at the average score, you know what I mean. Like so, yeah, okay. three forty-seven or something. Yeah, uh. like like so, it wasn't great, but it wasn't like you know, like like I had like Daytona god awful. You know that 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 one was was god awful. So, um, it, it's okay. But honestly, I feel like if you look at the top scores in Supercross, by the end, the top scores were low in four fifty class, and they were all established guys. You know, and right. it was getting right. really hard to make picks, and it was wasn't much separation. But the outdoors, you have some separation. So I, Todd, not not that I, I mean, I've done well. I didn't do well last year, but I've done well in the past. I, yeah. Todd, usually swing with a 14 to 18 handicap on one guy in each class. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because okay. there there, yep. the top scores are almost always privateer guys that come out of nowhere for outdoors. And so I, you got to find those guys. And, you know, it, it, so it, you do, playing it safe in motocross doesn't really pay off. You take one one high handicap and run the lower handicaps for the yeah. other two on an all-star. Yeah. So one other quick question. I know everybody's probably waiting to get online, but as bad as my score was, I considered grabbing more than one all-star to get at least, you know, 100 points per round going, all right, maybe a 400 would be better, you know, a safe 400 right. and use yeah. up a few all-stars. But I don't know. It, it, yeah. Like JT's right. It, it's a crapshoot. I'm just, uh, just kind of curious on what to look at. <laughs> Yeah. If you want to do really well, there is no way to excel in this game without picking some, you know, 12 to 18 guys. It's impossible. Okay. Guys like Jeremy Smith, gotcha. those guys pay off. It, those are how you do well. Now, if you want to do what Jason Wygant does and just be super mediocre and get the average score or worse every single weekend, then, yeah, yeah. Put, play it super safe. And you're going right. to be – you're probably not going to be as pissed off, but you're never going to have really good weekends. Um, you know, so Kyle Chisholm, Kyle Chisholm is a perfect example. He he swung for the fences on some of his guys, and that's and they paid off. And then his so-so gambles, like the average guy that you know, like it, it looks pretty good on paper, they paid off too, right? He didn't have those Benny Bloss DNFs. He didn't have a right. masterful DNF, you know. So that's really where and it comes I, down to is, is a lot. Yeah, and that worked that that worked well in the Supercross. I remember there was one one show you guys were on, and I think Cody Shock was one of the the controversy. I picked him. I swung hard for the fences and hit max score on on a couple of these guys. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking it just seems harder with outdoors. I, maybe it's maybe it's just me. I'm not sure, yeah, but I'm struggling with. <laughs> well, it's about been one round. You haven't played before, so you'll you'll get better at it. You'll figure it out. But yeah, you you have to. You have to t- pick a guy. You have to pick a 14, 12 to f- – well, 12, yeah. I would say. 12 to, you know, 16 yeah. guy. So I really try to look at – Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, JT. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say I would really try to look at fantasy almost like uh, the stock market or anything like that where if you really look at it in a macro picture, like well, a certain weekend, you're going to get yeah. really discouraged. But if you find a game plan and stick to it over time – it's going mm-hmm. to even out. You know, a nine series, a nine race series hurts that theory a little bit. But still, if you just look at a big picture and you know who you're picking, one DNF is not going to end your season. You just have to kind of stick to your guns and know what works and know what doesn't. Good point. My last question for you guys, and I'll let you go, is because it's the same track, hopefully very similar as last time, will you look at people like Joe Shimato or somebody that did well, um, you know, for – 
that might have had oh, yeah. a you know, bike breakdown. Yeah. You're looking at how they did last yeah. week compared to this week. That's got to be yeah, a strong St- way Styles, yeah. Styles Robertson's going to be a must-pick yep. if you didn't get him. Swings are everything. I picked no. him last week. Do you listen to the Pop Mix Fantasy Podcast, Todd? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah that, that helps for sure. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate it. Thank All right, man, thanks. Thanks. One thing, one thing I'll add while he's uh, that he can he can listen to. The biggest part of this game is being on the right side of swings, and it's it's really difficult if you're on the backside. But if you're on the right side, it, it becomes very easy because a guy like Styles Robertson, had, he was super fast, had a bad weekend. He's going to be on my team no matter what come Saturday, and hopefully, I'm going to reap the points of that. But a guy like Masterpool or a guy like Bloss, I'm going to be on the bad side of that, right? And We've, we've had guys over the years that that was the case every time, like a Savachi or these guys that are notorious for that. If you get on the bad side of them and you're a week off, you're screwed. That's just how your, your series is going to go. Um, but we're, we're kind of in the early stages to see kind of what the ebb and flow of that is. But that's a really, really big dynamic for fantasy. Uh, we're giving away two tickets, two pairs of tickets for Loretta Lens this weekend from the folks at 100%. The Armega Goggle. Please uh, use Moto60-25 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel. Uh, we're going to do those via email also. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. If you're looking for a pair of tickets for Loretta Lens this coming weekend, the folks at 100% will uh, handle it for you. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. And 28 minutes to go to email contest at pulpamexshow.com. Contest at pulpamexshow.com to win a Formula Fly Racing Formula CC helmet. So uh, please check that out as well. All right, JT, we got uh, we got a little few, few more questions to take here. Zach's on one. Zach, what's going on? You got a GP question? Yeah, man. What's up, guys? What's happening? Um, I saw on Instagram, I noticed the GP guys are using, like, tire covers to roll the bikes up into the gates. Yeah. Keep them from getting mm-hmm. muddy. And, I mean, I remember in uh, Redbud Donations, how they were saying, you know, they just rolled, like, Tomax bike up and his tire got all full of mud before the start. Are they doing that yep. in the States now? Have y'all seen well, that? There's, there's, you would think so. Yeah. Uh, there's a parade lap, right, for the guys. So uh-huh. I don't think guys are changing them after the parade lap and going out right. you know, and doing all that. So um, you know, it's kind of worthless on that end of things. I don't know if the GP guys are changing them after the parade lap or if that's for if there's no parade lap, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was just on some Instagram stories. It didn't really show too much of when they actually did it. Right, right. I thought it's it was something that from made XGP. sense. That's a, that's a big factor. Yeah. What's that, JT? There's no sight lap from XGP. There is no sight lap. No. Well, that would make uh, sense. You don't just roll them right to the I'm gate. Lying. I'm absolutely wrong. They come out yeah. from Park Ferme and then they ride around. They don't start from their gate. Yeah. If that makes sense. They ride around, uh, and then they go out. But, yeah, they, they do, in mud situations, wrap the tires. But a lot of times what will happen is they will just change wheels. So those the, they'll have uh, a rear wheel that is wrapped, and they will we're, they will switch wheels right after the, the hot lap and then roll that bike up. And then so we're missing the big point here is that there's no great start for outdoors in America. Right. So that there we go. But it still it still matters if you have a, a tire that's caked full of mud. Yeah, you're not yeah. Gonna get, yeah. You know, you're not going to get traction. Yeah, but if, but those guys in America don't even go out, right? If it's really bad, some guys do, but right. but most right. guys don't even go out if it's if it's bad. I so. think I, I think there's something to the caller's point though. Is a lot of those intricate details, I think we've kind of let them slip. Like I don't know why. I don't know what the, where the disconnect is, but all those things. And Paul Parabinos would be, you know, he would be yelling about this point on the phone. 
all those things add up to better starts and better results is all those small details that are just lost in the margins. I don't know that we're doing so much of that anymore. Yeah. All right, thanks for the call, Zach. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, right. Thanks. Uh, Will, you want to talk about Hunter Lawrence? Yeah, man. Um, does his brother obviously being better than him, does that affect him? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Is his brother better than him? Do we know that? I mean, result-wise, he came in a Supercross better. He did better this past weekend. I know it's only one race in, but I feel like Hunter was Hunter to be this, you know. Hunter rode two Supercrosses this year. He won motos last year. Jet hasn't come close to winning a moto. He's only ridden one race, or no, three races now. So yeah. I'm not going there. Do yeah. I think Jet will be better? Yes. The team thinks Jet will be better also. But I'm not saying right now. Like uh, I don't think Hunter thinks that at all, you know? No. So, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate cool. it. Thanks, man. Yep. You agree, JT? Yeah, but I can tell you that it feels like the sentiment is changing slowly because Hunter really hasn't had a breakout ride in a long time. I mean, it's been a year. It's It's been a full year since Hunter's really done anything spectacular. And Jet has had all of the headlines. So, while I agree with you, you know, I do think Hunter will have really good motos this year. Yep. Having a, a 40-14 day is not helping that narrative at all. Right, right. Before we let you go, JT, let's bring uh, our buddy Charles on. Charles, what's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? How was your fantasy, and did you pick Jeremy Smith? Yeah, I picked Jeremy Smith. Come on, guys. Everybody <laughs> knows he's solid at Loretta. <laughs> did you really? For real? Yeah. Yeah, I picked him. Uh, we got. We should just. Uh, we should just hang up on Charles JT. What, don't you think? <laughs> no way. Why would we do that? Uh, yeah, I had. Uh, I got uh, four forty-six. Oh, look at you! That's strong. Yeah, yeah. that's a strong. Yeah, it was strong. Yeah, it really is. And, and I, I wussed out on um, Gonzalez from the two fifty class. Wow, which Still- was a, a big, big point guy. Didn't, didn't yeah. get out. I didn't pick. Um, Nick Gaines, which I think had a lot of points too. Right. Did, did Nick Gaines getting stuck in a rut scare you? Yeah. 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 On that. yeah. Well, Dan, uh, Dan still didn't pick him. So, um, of course he did. Right. Uh, all right, JT. Thanks, man. Appreciate the coming on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Thank you. All right, guys. All right. right. See, you. See you. Charles Castley from 100% on the line. Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Athena, Pro Taper, 100%, and Maxis. How's things with the uh, Omega goggle there, Charles, and everything at 100%? Things are good. Um, to be honest, the biggest challenge today as we sit here is, is inventory because uh, May, June, July are such such strong months of selling with everybody getting outside and yep. getting on two wheels, which is awesome. It's a problem, but it's uh, a good good problem to have. Again, I brought this up with a lot of people on the show uh, in the power sports industry. This pandemic has been terrible. You know, uh, Pookie and I can't go to strip clubs here in Vegas. You know, there's been a lot of sacrifices made. But – it's and you know and on a, on a serious note, you know it's it's made a lot of people sick and, and all of that. But uh, Charles, the power sports industry, people are buying motorcycles, people are buying products. It's nuts, which is awesome. And I don't know. I wish there was a way to really know, but how many are you know new people that are just yeah yeah who knows their, yeah, their, yeah. their bikes or if it's just people that have been riding that are buying bikes, whatever it is. I hope we can retain those people on on dirt bikes and mountain bikes and yeah. outdoors for the future because uh, let's be real March April were, were a tough month for a lot of companies selling things because mm-hmm. everything was came to a screeching halt mm-hmm. but then for us anyway May June July more than made up for the 
yeah. backward step we took early. Yeah, tough break for the guys 100% with Coop going out. Uh, I didn't really see that coming. Yeah. He didn't have a great Loretta Lynn's one, but you're like, hey, it's Cooper Webb. He'll be fine. And then now we know. Now we heard the reason why. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, I had no idea. That was even sort of a lingering thing. So I had high expectations for Coop coming into Loretta's because he's an East Coast guy. He's good at that ruddy kind of soft stuff, and he's, you know, I knew it would be demanding from the track, and then it's always hot and humid there. So Coop seems to always excel when things get tough. So I thought he was going to have a really strong first round, first couple rounds, but yeah. uh, that went out the window. He was good the first moto for a bit. Yep, yep. Uh, and then he kind of went the other way, which was weird. I was scratching my head, and then second moto was really the wrong direction, so. Now, Once that happened, I knew something was up. I just didn't know what it was. The weatherman, JT, said we might get rain this Saturday, so that throws some of the theories out the windows. But I'll ask you the same question I asked JT, Charles. If we if we have a normal Loretta's, i.e. what happened last weekend, do we get the normal results? I don't know. I'm not saying Zach's going to win, but do we see great speed from Sexton and Tomac and Osborne, and do we see Dylan being better than everybody else? That Do you see the pattern of, 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 of the same results being at the same, at the same track? I do. Um, I wish I could say no, so we had some more stuff to, to talk about my, my mm-hmm. reservations. But I think Dylan is strong. Like, I don't see that changing drastically in, in seven days. Yep. Um, just when the track is super ruddy and, and technical like that, man, he's just so good at methodically working his way around the track where a lot of the 250 guys just turn their brains off and pin it. Yep. And that doesn't seem to work very well um, on that track. So, 250 class for sure. The 450s, you know, I think Eli will improve um, on his first moto anyway. Um, yeah. And Anderson, the question mark, I don't know. That, I was The first moto, I was pretty surprised by that. Um, second moto was a little more kind of what I, I expect out of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but otherwise, Sexton, yeah, Sexton's going to be fast every week. It's going to be... Was that a surprise to you or no? Um... Fastest qualifier was a surprise. Um, yeah. But the speed and the racing and running up front, no, not really. That's where I sort of expected. I expected him to run up front when he starts up front, but then make mistakes and sort of finish kind of how he yep. finished rounds with you. Yep. A podium, of course. Yep. First round, you know, a little lofty of a goal, but I wasn't super surprised by it. And of course, unfortunately for Adam, that also wasn't a surprise, Charles? No. No. That's, that's <laughs> part. I know he's a golf guy, so yeah, par for the course. I think I expected a little more speed out of him, I think, the the first moto, if mm-hmm. I remember right. Yeah. Um, but, Sick. yeah, I mean, yep. of course, when he got out front, you knew he was going to twist it. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, shooter's going to shoot, I think, as he told me. So uh, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. that's what happens. Uh, Charles Castle from 100% on the line on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. 18 minutes left to email us at contest at popamexshow.com to uh, get a uh, to be a chance to get a formula uh, fly racing formula CC helmet. So uh, and also to uh, two pairs of tickets courtesy of the folks 100 for Loretta Lens this weekend. Uh, Charles will just uh, email you the email winners and uh, you'll you'll hook that up uh, for the people to, to go to Loretta's and check it out. So that's awesome. Thank you for that. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, let's go to Baldwin on one. Baldwin, what's going on? Baldwin, you there? All right, Baldwin's gone. Let's go to Jared. Jared, what's happening? Not much. How are you guys? What's your question, man? Um, I was I don't I haven't heard the whole show, but I was wondering if you guys talked much about Cooper Webb yet. Yeah, we just did. Yep. 
Oh, did you? Okay, I didn't really hear anything about it. I was just curious if you guys – I was just wondering how he can – I mean, I know he got hurt in Dallas. That was Dallas when he had that crash, right? Yeah, but then he, he crashed uh, sometime getting ready for outdoors and aggravated some that injury. So That was my question was because I was like, he was so good in, in Supercross in Salt Lake City that I was like, it's weird that it's just – I didn't hear that he had, he had re-aggravated it. Yes, so. yes, he crashed okay. and re-aggravated that and that and that's the problem right now going on. So, all right, Jared. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, it, uh, it's gonna be it'll be tough. Like I was telling JT Charles, if you're a highly paid rider and you got a little something nagging, we got nine races in nine weeks for outdoors, and Supercross is more important. I think these teams, because we're going into October, right? We're gonna go later. Uh, these teams will just be like, hey, we're out. We're we're, we're out. I, I we might see more of this if we if we have guys with nagging injuries. Yeah, it's much easier to to throw in the towel. I think because it's such a short series yep. and it's in such a compact you know distance of time i think it's much less about like well we'll just work our way through it and a month from now you'll be fine a month yeah. from now the series you know it's mostly yep. over so i think yep. that like you're right i think it's less less pressure to gut it out yep hey what about the uh, so the 250 moto one of the year gate drops and there's just three star racing guys just up front next moto same thing that might be what we're going to see all summer in a guy like Jeremy Martin, whose bikes are better, but you know I don't think on the level of star bikes are, is going to be working up trying to catch these dudes. Uh, it was just uh, the competition for the star Yamaha guys have got to be worried. Yeah, they, they've we've been saying the same thing for a couple of years now. They're they've got something figured out. I mean, the bike is good in stock form, um, clearly, but you know whatever they're doing internally, man, it's working, and and it's not. There has, there's more to the start than just having a really fast engine, right? And I think on a 250, of course, that makes a, a big difference. But there's a lot of lot that goes into it, um, and they have it they have it figured out, and the riders have it figured out. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a long season for people not on blue in terms of starting and trying to make their way to the front. And also, too, Charles, you raced pro. Like it, I know it's a 30 minute moto. It's a 30 minutes a long time, you know. Uh, it can't be overstated how much easier that makes your life. It just can't. Totally. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's you just adapt to the pace around you. You you move. You're moving forward versus just getting plastered and roost and people run it, especially in the 250 class. Yeah. When you're back in 20th, 30th, where I lived my career, I mean, there's people just trying to saw your front end off for 28th place for no reason. So yeah. if you're a you know, a front-running guy trying to work through that, that's yeah. just mayhem going everywhere. Even if they're, you know, but, giving you leadway as a as a factory guy, they're still running into each other and yeah. cross-jumping and landing on each other. Like, you're just in a mess of people on the 250 class if you're in, you know, but, outside the top 10. But even if you're 10th and you're Jeremy Martin and Ferrandis is first, you know, he's, 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 yeah. he's, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, they so. get to clean, as they say in NASCAR, you get clean air. You yeah. know, they're... Yeah. That guy's out there doing the lines he wants and putting down the times he wants, and you're just trying to get around, you know, the guys you're around, the Mason yeah. Gonzalez's and Nick Gaines and guys that got good starts. Like, yeah. even if you're a couple, few, multiple seconds a lot faster, it's not easy to just jump out of your line and ride around them because there's people everywhere, right? Yeah. Like, you're in a battle that you can't just do what you want, so it takes a while to get to the front. In most cases, a guy like Dylan, you give him that leadway, Yep. You're not going to catch them once you get up the second, right? Like you're not going to close that gap down with 10 minutes left um, if you've built up the lead like you had you know, this last weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, what would you think of, uh, speaking of 100%, another 100% rider, Marvin Muskan? Uh, it had been pretty much 
almost a year, you know, since he raced. Uh, and what did you what did you think of his 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 performance? I think he was good. I think the first moto was really strong. It seemed I haven't talked to him or anything, um, but it seemed like he he burned a lot of energy the first time out and maybe didn't have it quite in the tank like he did for the second one. The result ended up similar, but I, I from my watching it, it seemed like he was a little stronger the first one. But that's he's good, man. I think people quickly forget how good these guys are, like the the top upper echelon of riders. You know, they he's I never doubted he would be a top five guy when he came back. Um, I know Truman wasn't even sure he had a leg, so um, <laughs> at this point, I think he uh, that's about what I expected. To be honest with you. I think he's just going to improve on that as we move forward. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, okay, I got I got to say I was a little bit. I'm not. I wasn't down on Marv. I just thought, look, it's been a year, and that's a long time, and this is the outdoors, and it's hot, and it's rough, and everything else. So I expected him to be worse, and I think he impressed me. And I wonder though, that track, you know, you couldn't push it. You had to pick your lines. You had to, you know, jump stuff. You had to be slow, slower on your on your moves and all of that stuff. And I think it was a really good Marv track. So I'm still yeah. gonna hold back, Charles. On because I just think it's he's been off for so long, I'm, I'll hold back on my expectations still. But I think it was track induced why he did so well. But maybe not. I could be hundred percent wrong. No, yeah, you've got something there. I mean, it was a track that that lended itself for success for Marv, very technical, and have to be patient and um, work your way through ruts and bumps and things. So that that was a help for him for sure. But you look at results and you're like, well, he's swapping motos and stuff with Marcia and you know just in front of. Baggett, like that, that's people he should be beating in theory anyway, right? Or close to around um, coming back from an injury. So I think it's not nothing jumped off the paper in me is out of line for Marv. I think right. he's probably benefiting from the first couple rounds of being Loretta's soil and that type of race um, to help him work his way back in on tracks that are good to hit, play to his strengths. Yep. Um, but he he's fine. I mean, he's a he's a podium guy. Um, indoors and out when he's healthy. So let's uh, let's back up a little bit, and I want to get your take on something as 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 a guy that's uh, uh, involved in the industry, sponsors, riders, teams, that kind of stuff with hundred percent, and uh, of course you're a fan as well, and you're super knowledgeable of sport. Roxon's departure from the series, uh, we we hashed it out a long time ago with a bunch of us, but I need your opinion on this. Like, where do you come at this for his reasons, and and where do you come at this if you're Honda or Fox or any of these other guys? That's tough because none of us really know the insights of what insides of what's going on with him. But I mean, clearly he, there's something up with his health, right? Like there, he's so up and down and in Salt Lake was so up and down, a lot of down. Um, but uh, his choice to sit out, I'm sure has something to do with getting healthy. Just like you said, right. I don't think it's a bold faced lie. Um, but I think certainly as JT said before, I think like, COVID not having anything to do with that, I think it's hard hard to believe, right? Like, he clearly doesn't want to get sick or take another step backwards with his immune system. Um, and as far as the sponsors go, like, I, I don't – he probably has – he's helping them sell products either way, I think. I'm sure he has different arrangements with each one in terms of what he has to do to keep them happy um, while he's not racing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's tough because we're all – speculating right none of us are in a circle to know um the real reasons but i think trying to get healthy is is part of the truth and it's it's truthful but i think it's part of it right 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 
Uh, yeah, from what I gather, he's not getting paid. From what I snooped around a little bit, we'll see. But, Which, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's you have to. I would take that more something to admire from him if he's really willing to put his paycheck on the back burner to get healthy. If it's that important to him, then that's him thinking long term to to perform better in the future. If he was milking it and still getting paid and not racing, that yeah. you could have alter, you know, alter alternative reasons. But if he's really not getting paid because he feels strongly enough to sit out and, and get healthy, then that really that leans me more to the side of he's telling the truth when he just wants to get healthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by Athena, Pro Taper, 100%, Maxis Tires, all on Moto. Let's go to Shad. Shad, what's going on? What's your question about Alpine Stars gear? What, what is it? Yeah, so I've seen Chase uh, sign with Alpine Stars, and then they got all them other, you know, Marshes. Yeah. And, and, um, I heard in a past show that you said they don't sell it in the U.S., but, like, if I go to motorsports.com or something like that, I can I can get it. I can purchase off of it, like uh, RT, uh, Rocky Mountain or BTO or something like that. Oh, are they so, selling uh, it now in the U.S., Charles? You... Yeah, they are. Um, they changed that forever. It was just like a marketing thing in the U.S., and they didn't sell it, but um, somewhat recently, maybe a year or two or something ago, they yep. they changed that strategy and they started selling it through like a very limited amount of retailers, as far as I know, like a certain amount of brick and mortar stores and then um, a certain collected amount of online retailers, like you're saying, the motorsports and the Rocky Mountains and such. They all have it because they're such big powerhouses. Yeah, um, they're one of the chosen people. But yeah, you can buy it in the states now. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Okay. Thank uh, you. Thanks, man. You know, I was asking somebody close to the situation, like, I can't believe that Schiff let him out of the gear. You know, I mean, uh, Chase came on this show and said he's going to be wearing Schiff gear, right? Uh, that was just part of the deal yeah. for moving over. And yeah, I, I'm pretty close to that situation, so I don't want to get too deep into it. But a lot of the changes have to do with the timing of outdoors being pushed back. Well, um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, so his contracts end September 1st, right? So Yeah, I don't know that for a fact, but something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I was saying, okay, so if if this is normal, does he switch to A-Star September 1st? Um, and this person was like, "I we didn't cross that bridge, but that seems like what would happen is you would have seen Sexton wearing two different types of gear, you know, in it. Yeah. So um, I found that so weird and funny. You know, obviously Shift and everybody worked it out, and it's fine. But I, I thought that that would have been pretty funny because I talked to another agent and told me that all his clients' contracts are now pushed to the end of outdoors, you know, uh, for whenever that date is, October 15th or whatever. They, because a lot of these contracts were yes. done well before any of this happened. So there was no reason to do anything different than what we've always done before in terms of contract ending. So yeah. I think I think the race, the series being pushed back and knowing you know, his Geico contract, probably ended on a certain date and his Honda's contract started on a certain date, it would have been, like you're saying, in the middle of the outdoors. So for him to stop and start again, I think everybody finally yeah, realized right. what's going on. I was like, hey, this doesn't make sense. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. come to an agreement and uh, let him out early and, and whatnot. So I think that's yeah. totally a timing thing. If, yeah. if outdoors started in May or June like normal, he would have wore shift and right. everything else like normal with nothing no one no one would have noticed any difference yeah for sure before we let you go charles uh, uh you're a big amateur motocross guy uh gonzalez uh, uh sh- um schwartz uh obviously styles robertson all made their debut 
at the ranch from the rent week before. Uh, Gonzalez, awesome. Styles was fast, but you know, crappy luck. And uh, and Schwartz, I I had him in fantasy, so I was really paying attention to him. He came right up through the back of the pack, both motos, so he was good. What's your thoughts on those three guys? I was surprised by Mason Gonzalez, honestly. Um, I know I knew he was a good starter, um, but I just didn't know how that would translate to you know professional racing with you know forty guys on the gate. How much he would be able to adapt to that pace and, and get stay up front, which he he did awesome. You know, top ten on it. Privateer bike is incredible. Um, Styles has always been fast. I expected more from him, obviously, on results-wise, but ultimately he had speed. So I think if you're Styles and his family and Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna team, you're looking at some lap times on paper and some situations that he put himself in, and you're feeling okay about it, I think. Yep. Um, and then Dylan Schwartz, I had him on my team as well. I was super reluctant um, knowing he was on a the bike he was on and Oh, um, stop it. You saw didn't you see it, the first four fifty moto? Didn't you see that? Yeah, I did. R M Army. Um I didn't know how Izzy's old R M Z two fifty would do uh <laughs> for Dylan. But ultimately and, and the other thing I was really concerned about was that starting at Loretta's for the amateur race wasn't great. Right. So I was super nervous, but I, I watching the Loretta's results and, and coverage there, like I I knew for the amateur race he he was strong. Like, he seemed to be pretty good and fit. Um, so I took a gamble, as you did, and it worked out. The first moto, he was incredible the last four or five laps. Like, he was yeah. he was running multiple seconds a lot faster than everybody around him um, and moving up. Like, he went from mid-20s to the upper teens within a couple laps there at the end. It was had me feeling really good about the second moto, but I think he burned himself up a little bit yeah. and didn't have a whole lot to think. Still pretty impressive for all three guys for all different reasons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all different. I think they all have a different reason to, to to feel good about going into their second race, right? Like, yeah, Mason's like, wow, I, I'm a top ten guy. Yep. Styles is thinking I have speed to be really good if I start up front, and and Schwartz sort of the same thing because he fell the first moto and was, you know, yeah. I mean, he was like well, close to last. Schwartz Schwartz isn't racing according to Wygant. He's not racing this weekend. Right. He's only going to do three, and it, he'll be, he'll, do, he'll do the other ones closer to the West Coast on the end. So, um, yeah, I think all guys, all the guys were really good. So uh, that was impressive. Um, we had a call earlier about Jet and Hunter, and what are your what are your thoughts on that? What about both both In of those guys? Of like, yeah, I think I think Jet is going to be good. I mean, he's, the kid is fast, right? Like we all know that. It's Kenny sort of keep it together and make that happen week in and week out. I think will be tough for him. I expected more out of Hunter. Um, you know, of course, he fell the first moto, but and I don't know what happened really the second moto. But I expect him to be a top five podium guy, kind of moto in and moto out. But I didn't really see that this weekend. So yeah, um, I expect, if you had me put a bet on paper before this weekend, I would have said Hunter finishes way better in the points than Jet, but Jet has way more flashes where at the end of their and you're like, holy shit, Jet's yeah. really good. Yeah. He almost won that moto, or he won that moto and led this one halfway in crash, but I, Hunter on paper would have more points, but I don't know. It's kind of up in the air now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people. I think people forget the Hunter won two motos last year and should have won a third at Paula, right? Like, I think yeah. people forget that a little bit. Like, a lot of, you know, obviously the Supercross injuries haven't helped and all of that stuff, but I think people kind of forget about that a little bit. Yeah, I, I, expect, I expected him to be a, a top five guy, like I said, and um, his brother Jeff be faster 
times that Hunter ended up at the end of the day with better overalls and more points. But um, round one didn't, didn't go to plan, that's for sure. What's your thought on Justin Cooper? We know he's riding with a little bit of an injury, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So I, is it going to get better? It's hard to do that when you're trying to get better every week, right? So. Yeah, especially with the series condensed into a really short window, it's going to be tough to to make make gains for himself and and feel better. That what he does have on his side is the kid starts up front. Yep. Um, so when you start up front, it's easier to adapt to the speed around you and and make improvements on your your results. Yep. Um, but yep, as far as drastically improving fitness or strength, like that's so hard to do once you're in the yeah once in the series once, right? you, so. once you're just grinding every week, right? So. Yeah, it's hard to hard to really push too much and during the week to make improvements and then have energy on the weekend to to get better. So that's yeah, tough. Right. He's in a tough spot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, nine races in nine weeks, right? So yeah, it's 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 uh, one of those deals. All right, Charles. Well, hey man, thanks for the uh, thanks for the appearance on here. We'll get you back on, of course. The best part of the whole deal for people for about one hundred percent. Moto sixty twenty five at one hundred percent dot com to save at uh, 25% on casual apparel and accessories from those guys. So lots of cool things from the folks at 100%. I use 100% mountain bike helmet as well out there. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Charles. Yeah, no worries. Glad to help. Uh, are you coming to any races? Are you going to be at any nationals? Uh, I don't think so. I, I really <laughs> I, I doubt it. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah. As a couple, still, we're still pretty on lockdown for in terms of travel. Yeah. Um, we're all working from home still. And Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, still doing yeah, all that. Yeah, so, yeah. Still. I hear you. Yeah, well, a pretty big deal. I will be on an airplane tomorrow to Loretta's, and I, I, this will be the longest I haven't flown uh, 20 years. Yeah, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't flown since yeah. March, right? So, um, wow. even the off season races, I end up going to Europe once a month or every you know month and a half I go. This has been a long time without me getting on an airplane. So, I'm going. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. Give me the winners, Charles, for the, the, the give me the two winners when uh, for this weekend before we let you go. I think if you don't take Ferrandis, you're <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. I, I no disrespect to anybody else, but Jesus, he was good. Yeah. Um, 450, I'm going to go with, uh, even though it's not a track that plays in his favor, I think Tomac figured out a way to get yeah. an overall win. I'm with you. Yeah. It's boring, but yeah. I think you're right. Ferrandis and Tomac. Yeah. I yeah. think it's not, it, like, he doesn't have the, finesse that it takes to, to be good there but he'll just figure it out so yeah yeah i think, I, I think uh for Anderson, so i think you're right uh thanks charles appreciate it have a good day man yeah, no worries thank all right you. thank you that's charles castle everybody for 100 thank you fly racing flyracing.com 100 athena maxis tires jeremy smith using maxis tires tits thank you you better believe it. And uh, we'll see everybody next Thursday when we talk about the uh, Ironman National. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for entering the contests. Talk to you soon. <laughs>